Hey there, Margie Bryce here bringing you the Krabby Pastor podcast. And I don't think you're going to be too surprised to know that it's too easy today to become the Krabby Pastor. Our time together will give you food for thought to help you be the ministry leader fully surrendered to God's purposes and living into whatever it takes to get you there and keep you there. So we're talking about sustainability in ministry. In this episode of the Krabby Pastor podcast, we're going to go British, actually. I do want to say to you, I do have a British heritage. My mother was British, so I grew up hearing daily that lovely accent that we all like to hear. Maybe it's just me, but I like to hear it. It resonates with me heavily and uh, means a lot to me. And I was born in England, actually, and I came to the U.S. I came to this country, as they say, when I was two. And at that point, I was saying, I'd like some tomato soup, please. So that was that's my British heritage. Obviously, the accent she has gone Bye-bye. Before I get into where I want to go, which is talking about the King's Speech, that is a movie out, and there's a spoiler alert. You know, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to wreck it for you. Um, Spoiler alert, um, although I don't know, I think I've seen this movie quite a few times, but it was this last time that I watched it that something just really resonated with me. Something just really hit me. Before we get into that, I, I want to just remind us how monarchy works, and I'm doing this. I have a friend who sometimes listens to this podcast and who will remain nameless, who said to me that she thought after Elizabeth died that William was going to be the next king, and I said, no, that's not how that works. Charles is her oldest son, so therefore he becomes the next king regardless of you know popularity. <laughs> ability, leadership degree, etc., etc., etc. So that is your tutorial on how monarchy works. Sometimes the Brits like to see a family have an heir and a spare, they call it. You know, so you have more than one kid in case something happens to the oldest where the crown would be passed there. You have an extra kid hanging around and that's what they will call an heir and a spare. Now, what will happen then if you have an heir and a spare, that's a direct link for how the the crown would be passed down. Unless, say, your oldest child starts having children, in which case then the line tracks down through their children and your spare person there is behind the children. Hopefully that makes sense. So, So you need to just have a brief tutorial on that. The movie, the movie, The King's Speech. Colin Firth plays Albert Bertie is the nickname in this movie. So he is the main character, actually. And King George V is the reigning king at the time. Now, David is the oldest brother. That would have been the heir to the throne. That's why all that tutorial was plopped in here. And then Albert is the spare, actually. He's David's younger brother. But he is considered a royal with duties. So, like, recently we heard about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry who stepped back from official royal duties. 
Now, you have royal duties unless you do that, unless you step back officially from them, which is what Meghan and Harry did. So Bertie was married, and he had two daughters, Princess Elizabeth and Princess Margaret. Here is a point of challenge, though, for Bertie. He was a stutterer. He stammered. And Colin Firth does an amazing job at capturing that. I don't I, I know actors know their stuff, but he did a great job with this. Bertie couldn't get the words out a lot of the time, and so the movie depicts, actually, his father, you know, the king, as less than patient with this issue. And Bertie, as a husband, a father, and a royal with duties, wanted to communicate effectively. It was his wife who found Lionel Logue, who is played by Jeffrey Rush. And Lionel Logue is a linguist, sort of. Say that three times fast. Lionel Logue is a linguist. Anyway, his wife finds Lionel Logue as a possible solution and help for her husband. And Bertie reluctantly gives this a go, as they say. Now, Bertie had looked at other options for help along the way and clearly had not yet gotten what he needed. You know, I think there's even a scene in the movie where Bertie is urged to smoke cigarettes to relax his vocal cords, uh, which today we would say, what? <laughs> you, really? No, don't do that. Anyway, as time goes on, and under Lionel's care, trust actually, in a relationship actually, develops between the two men. You can tell that Bertie has never had a friend. Isn't that sad? But yeah, Bertie and Lionel start to develop, start to develop a relationship. And Lionel along the way even picks up that there was indeed some childhood trauma that brought about the stammer and the stutter. You know, we all have uh, family of origin issues now, don't we? For sure, for sure. So at one point, though, in Lionel's process, where Bertie is getting really frustrated and impatient, they're having a big discussion because other people who found out that Bertie was in this process, other people who help manage and monitor the crown, I don't know if that's a great way to say that, but they're checking out Lionel's credentials and they can't find any. He really doesn't have any except over the years he's helped men who came back from war to gain confidence and to speak again. And it's kind of a contentious scene between Lionel and Bertie. And Lionel has offered some, some support for the idea of Bertie being a great king in the future, you know, because he's kind of in the loop a bit. Bertie shared just pieces in general, nothing specific, that suggests that David, the heir, is attempting to step over a line that should not be crossed, which would put Bertie to the throne. Hmm. So bringing that up really kind of doesn't help in the contentious scene where they're where they're arguing and and Lionel is is trying to defend his process a bit and he finally says to Bertie just just try this just try this and he puts some headphones on him and again this wasn't like today oh yeah get your headphones out a lot of people have headphones for a lot of different reasons it was pretty unique that you had headphones hanging around the house or the office. Then he asks Bertie to step in front of 
a microphone and read a passage. Now, you know, the movie actually starts with a scene, or pretty early on there is a scene of Bertie at a soccer match, and he is to give a brief speech, and he stands in front of that dreaded microphone, which was brand new technology at the time, very brand new, and he is to just give a brief speech, and he can't get the words out, and people are, you know, looking at him and trying not to be irreverent, but also feeling very awkward. So here's Lionel asking Bertie, put on these headphones, stand in front of this microphone and read this passage. But what he does do with the headphones is he actually plays the music so loud that Bertie can't hear himself. And then what was really novel at the time, Lionel creates a vinyl, and we would say an album back in the day, but some people today say vinyl of what is being recorded at that moment. And the two get kind of contentious again. And after this whole little read this passage with the headphones on and he uses, creates this vinyl, he gives that to Bertie before Bertie storms out and says, here, take this with you. Now, you know, at some point later, maybe not even that same day, I don't think, when at home, Bertie takes the vinyl out and plays it on his, as they called them, record players back in the day. And he plays the vinyl, and there he is speaking with absolutely no stammer, no stutter at all. So he knows, Bertie knows, this was the very person to help him. And yet, Lionel and Bertie are on the outs, you might say. The Krabby Pastor Podcast is sponsored by Rice Coaching. So I am a ministry coach. I would love to be a part of your journey, but the proceeds from that work, from the coaching that I do, make this podcast possible. So for more information on that, you'll want to visit margiebrice.com. That's M-A-R-G-I-E-B as in boy, R-Y-C-E. MargieBryce.com. Thanks for listening. So, meanwhile, David, you know, the heir to the throne, is now seeing a gasp American woman who has been divorced twice. Extra gasp. So, the potential of a royal marrying someone who has been divorced would have been high on the no-no list, especially if you are the heir And then, of course, King George dies. This leaves everyone to actively deal with David's scenario. You know, it's kind of like Megan and We're back to Megan and Harry again. (laughs) Except Harry was not the heir to the throne, because I think Megan was married before, but and she was American and an actress. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, Harry was not the heir to the throne. In fact, I think Harry would have been like fifth in line behind his older brother's children. So not exactly the same, but in the ballpark, in the ballpark. This whole Wallace Simpson, that was her name affair. And and I knew this, I had known this for years, what her name was, because my mother used to talk about it. What a scandal it was in England. She would tell me all about the Wallace Simpson situation and what happened 
next then was equally stunning and surprising because David abdicated his claim to the crown. Like he steps back, he he quits, he passes, says, pass me over. I'm not doing this all for the woman he loves. So there's a bit of interesting romance there, sort of. But where this leaves Bertie is next dead bat, so to speak. So here you are now, king of the realm, United Kingdom, and at the time there were a lot of commonwealths connected and all of that. I don't have the all of that nailed down in my mind, but it was bigger than it is now, let's say. And at that time, you know, you go back to wireless. That's what they called it, wireless, which is what we call Wi-Fi at home, but it was the radio. You know, it was still a fairly new medium to use. So, you know, they would all gather around a box and listen to a voice. Go figure that. <laughs> like what you're maybe doing now, sort of, with earbuds in or something. So this brand new technology, well, okay, Bertie listened to his father give Christmas addresses for years. And now Bertie, the one with the stammering and stuttering issue, is going to be the king and then you add into the situation what is going on historically, and that is Hitler was kind of on the rampage. So it ends up that Bertie would be the king to lead his country into war, into a conflict. And to do that, you're probably going to give a speech. And you stammer. So finally, finally, he acknowledges that he's going to have to do something to repair the relationship with Lionel. You know, and in the movie, Lionel had attempted to apologize. Hearing about what was going on with his brother and knowing that Bertie was now going to have to step into this new place of importance. And Lionel had attempted to go to the king's offices to apologize, but you know how... It is when you're trying to get in touch with the king and when people are running interference for said king. So, as you know, though, all the king-related stuff with David and, and the death of the king had gone public. Logue was aware of the weight and the seriousness of the situation, and he knew he could help. And the coronation was coming up, which also involved speaking publicly. What does end up happening is that the king reaches out for the help that he so desperately needed and has to set his own pride aside because he needed the kind of help that Lionel would give him, and he knew that. And all of us need other people to journey with us. And this does bring me to coaching as one way to have someone journey with you. It is a safe place. Coaching offers that safe place where you can be honest. And everyone needs that. Everyone needs a place where you can be totally honest and say what you need to say without fear that someday this person is going to be my supervisor or something like that. And, and you need a safe place to say those things with another Christian who also gets it with you and where you know there is confidentiality 
chances are I'm probably not going to end up being your supervisor ever. So a coach listens deeply and then asks questions to help you get out of the rut of your own thinking. And there are, you know, even more solutions than you ever thought possible to the rut of your own thinking. (laughs) You know, there's more solutions to some situations. We just get stuck in the rut of our own thinking and we need someone to ask the right kinds of questions to help broaden our thinking. You know, all of us need others walking with us, just like um, Bertie needed Lionel. This Christian journey is definitely challenging, especially today, and a radical self-care is needed so that you can go the distance with God and listen and hear the daring call of the Spirit, which you really can't hear so well when you are running on the hamster wheel. So getting a coach Someone to journey with you is a form of self-care. Do not do this journey alone. So I'm here for you. Uh, Google Bryce Coaching. Go to MargieBryce.com. Any first coaching session is free to help you explore whether coaching is even something that would work with you and for you. So I am here for you and... While I'm not exactly Lionel Logue, you know, I am here to help you be the best you that you can be so that you can offer God your very best. Hey, thanks for listening. It is my deep desire and passion to champion issues of sustainability in ministry and for your life. So I'm here to help. I stepped back from pastoral ministry and I feel called to help ministry leaders uh, create and cultivate sustainability in their lives so that they can go the distance with God and whatever plans that God has for you. I would love to help. I would consider it an honor. And in all things, Make sure you connect to these sustainability practices, you know, so that you don't become the crabby pastor. <laughs>